We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. Uh, Nick is not here. Impy is filling in with him. Alchemist is on the desk. <laughs> filling in with him? What? Filling in for him. For. I said with? For! I think you said filling in with him. I said with? I think so. I got hair on my lip. That's weird. It's a weird place to have hair. I just put chapstick on. So, yeah, wait. I got on my so what, is that, what does that mean? It's like my lips are sticky. It's gross. Trim, you, trim that you, muzzy up. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> you're not. You're like groomed right now. I'm so groomed. Yeah. Fresh like cut? A, well, oh, yeah. There you go. So, I've yeah. been trying to tell him we're going to haircut and a shave, but like a real one. Hot towel. Old school razor. You don't do that? No. no he does it himself. He gets homemade haircuts. I mean, for me, I, I like, also do it myself. Well, you're different because you have a bald head, so right? Like, but I also do my my beard and shit. But that's yeah. only if I have a special. I wouldn't occasion let any barber. like I don't want like a straight face facial hair on top. You know what I'm saying? Like right here on your cheeks. Mm-hmm. I don't like straight lines. You don't. Have Yo, to do that. mad people just, are like that. They just shape like with hairlines. People just leave their hairlines like they're like, yeah, I want my natural hairline. I don't want to like shape up. I'll take a straight hairline, but I won't like like you could do my neck, but don't don't keep it like. I feel like that's mad like Guido. You can just tell the guy. I can't wait for the day that you get a haircut. You literally can't tell the guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah don't, like, touch don't touch my beard. No, nah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I've had sometimes, yo, once, like, I'm, I'm a very passive person when it comes to those situations. Like, if I'm in a restaurant and they bring me the wrong food, and I'm like, uh, whatever, I'll just eat I this. I guess I'm eating this now. Yeah, I'm yeah. the same way. Like, yeah, I'm not about my haircut, though. Like, I need my haircut. Yeah. Yo, Lewis went on vacation. Our bar, my my barber. Mm-hmm. You know who that is. My high school. I he I was like his first customer in high school. He used to cut my hair in the locker room. So like my mom now. I would, you hold on. I would go into math class with like a fucked up haircut. I go to I, go to gym with a good one. And no, I'd go to Come gym. Back. He'd cut my hair in the locker room after gym class, and I'd go to like social studies with a fresh. <laughs> Man, that's <laughs> fire. I'm like, I'm like what? Yo, that is kind of fire. That's dope. But yo, yeah. So he's been away. My mom's like, yo, go get a haircut. I was like, ma, this my barber's away. Even people I worked like yo, I like you're you're a mess right now. Like, my yo, brother my cuts barber's my hair, away. so yeah. I f- like 
that your brother though. Thomas or yeah. Keith? You know what it is too? People don't understand. Like I'm like, yo, my barber's away, and like there's three barber shops by where I work. My my boss is like, yo, what are you talking about? Like there's millions of barbers right here. Go. It's like, nah, man, my guy like, knows what I yeah. want. Yo, that's exactly how it is. Yes. Like people don't get that. I've been getting this my haircut from the same guy for like. 15 years. Yeah, bro. Like, my brother's moving all the way out to, like, West Islip, so now, like, I gotta go find a barber because I'm not gonna drive out there to get my hair cut. I got a good recommendation for you. Got it. He's around so. the neighborhood. Hope so. You better start paying up your brother. Maybe I he'll take some Is it one of these places I'm gonna be waiting an hour and a half? Nah. All right, good. It's, and there's gonna be no cockfighting or any liquor... Except on Christmas, he gives everyone a shot at Christmas time. I'm down for that. Yeah. See, like, there's different luxuries. Like, I like the luxuries of like, yo, you want a beer while you're getting a haircut. You like, like the Dominican barber's life? Like, uh, I don't for the simple fact that I gotta wait forever. Like, I see, got an appointment, but that means nothing. See, Start dancing. That, that's what I mean. Like, the barbershop is, is like a is an experience. Like, you, for me, I have to take like an hour and a half out of my day. Like, I'm going to the barbershop. Yeah. It's yeah, like I'm I gonna can't. chill. They got the TV on. They got like Netflix or they got music pumping. There's different vibes for different days, like Thursday, you know, You know Friday. the vibes. For real. See me, my barbershop is like, on some days it's popping, but on some days it's just like business. It's not really consistent. But I don't, but I, I don't, I don't like that Dominican barber life where you just like, there's, there's mad reggaeton in the background. And nah, like, nah, nah. The MP knows what I'm talking about. They're drunk as shit. I mean, I dig that both. I dig it both, but I hear what you're saying. I'm just trying to get like, a haircut, bro. In See, and out. I'm trying to go to a party. I love Lewis to death, but that's why I stopped going there because you go there. It's and crazy. It's, you hang it's an experience. Yeah. It's like, yo, you want to go get food? Let's go get food real quick. Yo, <laughs> shit. Yo, I also <laughs> show my haircut. <laughs> I also hate when like you because like when I used to get my hair cut in like barbershops, they just like stop for ten minutes and have a conversation with someone. I'm like, bro, come on, just cut my fucking hair so See, I can leave. Different people, yeah. like, yeah. If he's taking my t- his time, like my hair's gonna look good, so I'm I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like at least he's cutting it, like taking his time. Like I don't care how long it takes. To no, I'm talking do about it. like him. Like get your talking out of the way while you're not cutting my hair, and then when you time to cut, you focus on my hair. Whatever. Um, I don't know how anyway. to talk about barbers. Football. Yeah. Football. No, 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 no. We have so we have some business to take care of. Oh, See, like I would have been totally okay with so, straight football. So, gonna, so football. <laughs> <laughs> Boss, hold on. Can you announce it? No, please. No, please. No, with your Yankee hat on. Absolutely not. Please. No. Please? Nah. <laughs> Joe? You're not that big of a Yankee fan. Yeah, but I still right. don't want to do I it. I see the Mets fans over There's, on this side of the table. Yo, honestly, I'm just after you say it. After you say it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why I'm not going to say Your it. Your 2018 World Series champions, the Boston Red Sox. Also, yo, biggest scumbags ever. <laughs> you win the World Series... And then bump New York, New York yeah, in the locker room. I mean, like, that, that's mad I can't corny. get down with that. I can't you look like the, like, the, like the jealous ex who's like, <laughs> oh, you, you downgraded. Like, shut up. Yo, you know what's <laughs> my little losers? Wait, 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 like, wait. I don't talk about, like, as, personally, like, I don't talk about rings. I don't talk about little brother, big brother. That is the little brother syndrome to the fullest yeah. of, like, yo, let's do play there once. We're running with that. Like, that's our motivation, and we're going to stick it to him. Yeah. Like, yeah. yo. I was oh, talking God. about that with someone in my building today because he's actually a Twins fan, so he has like a neutral point of view. He's just like, dude, like that would be the last thing on my mind is the Yankees or New York, New York. And even in the World Series, the fans are chanting Yankees suck in like the eighth inning when they're up. Like, yo, little brother syndrome to the fullest. I, 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 there's no, I have no words for that. Like, I'm just saying my mind would be in a totally different place if I was in the World Series. I already gotten past the Red Sox and I'm playing someone else and I'm about to clinch a World Series. Is that? But yeah, well, go congrats to the Red Sox. Is that 11 championships for the city of Boston since 2002? Yo, that place wins. Yo, like every year. Something. It's crazy. And like, you know what's the the worst part is as a Yankee fan, for my lifetime, the Red Sox have been the way better organization. 
And that's crazy to say, considering the history. That's true. Yeah. That's like insane. It's like mind boggling. They've I mean, been the worst organization is the one I root for, if it makes you feel any better. But, um, <laughs> Slightly, because Yankees still won 100 games, you know, so I can't really. I just wanted to touch on game five real quick before we get into this recap. There was two stories on the mound that there were two chances at redemption. You got Kershaw and Price both have history of being terrible in the playoffs, right? Both get off to pretty weeks, I mean, pretty bad starts. Kershaw, the two-run home run. Price with the solo home run. One of them bared down and was the ace, and one of them sucked. And it was the one that I would have bet against, and Kershaw sucked. He now has more postseason home runs given up than anyone ever. And David Price, who has been... But the him sucking in the playoffs has been the punchline in his career for 10 straight years. He wins the final game, goes eight innings, almost eight innings, like seven and a third, I think, which you never see anymore. And he has his redemption story. And I just think that's that was very cool. Well, I, I really liked seeing that yesterday when, when, when the Red Sox won. But that, that was the best team all year, and it was pretty clear, and they deserve to be the, the World Series champions. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy too. Like just on Price, I don't know if you saw his post game interviews and stuff. He's just like, I'm so happy that's off my back. And like he said to them, he's like, none of you guys can ever, you know, take that from me now. Like I won two games in the World Series. He pitched game two. He pitched into oh, yeah. the seventh. Pitched very well. So he had a phenomenal World Series. He's been great all postseason. Coming out of the bullpen, starting, well, he's been doing it all. He did have that bad game too against the Yankees. That's true. And it's the game they lost in the LDS. But after that, pretty solid. And like you said, in the game. Three, he came out of the bullpen, so he gave one shutout inning in a game they were trailing. That was the 18 inning game, which was, by the way, like I was loving that because I was working overnight. <laughs> Yo, just to touch on that real quick, that's why baseball ratings are in the dumpster. Like the game went till 3:30 a.m. on the East Coast. Like when they were saying we're into tomorrow on the West Coast, you know that's an issue. So yeah. baseball, if you're wondering why your ratings are so bad, that's exactly why. 18 innings, bro. I mean, shout-out to Nathan Yavaldi, who had one of the gutsier performances I've ever seen in that game. Six innings out of the bullpen. He ended up giving up the walk-off home run, but, I mean... Yeah, it's one of the most impressive performances. Yeah, like, that that was a gutsy performance. So, shout-out to former Yankee farmhand Nathan Yavaldi. Uh, not a farmhand. We traded for him. That's right, from the for Rays. Martin Prado, not from the Marlins. Ah, he was a Marlin. Yeah, that's right. Back in the day. I but, yo, he... Some, somewhere in Florida. He pitched the gem... Um, it's crazy, too, because he's coming off Tommy John. This was his first year back, and he's going to be a free agent. So for him, I know they've they talked about it all series. Like, oh, people have asked him, like, do you care? He's like, no, I just want to do what's best to help my team win right now. I'm not looking past, you know, this. I'm not looking at free agency. I'm not looking at the money. He's like, I have guys to handle that for a reason. I'm trying to help this team win. And that's someone I want on my side, like, any day of the year. So a tip of the cap to Nathan Navaldi for sure. For sure. And also shout-out to Alex Cora. Yeah, that team could have quit many times. They lost an 18-inning game. They got out to a 4-0 or 4-1 deficit. 4-0 deficit. 4-0 deficit after that. Yasiel Puig flexes all, like, throws up his hands like he just won the World Series. Um, Eduardo <laughs> Rodriguez slams his glove on the floor like he gave up the... Yeah, the bat flip or the glove spike? Which one do you say? I mean, I'm, I'm, that was a great shot of just both those things happening at the same exact time. <laughs> so... I mean, and Alex Cora had his guys not giving up at all. And they, they believed in themselves that whole time that they could win. He found a way. Like, I, I expressed concern about his ability to find a way to get J.D. Martinez in the lineup with 
Benintendi and with uh, the guys that in Mookie Betts and the guys that need to be in the lineup, that posed absolutely no problems whatsoever. He did a masterful job. Um, he did a really masterful job of of managing. And shout out to Alex Cora, former Met. Uh, the former, Al- just about everything. Yeah, former everything. Boone was from ESPN, and so was Alex Cora. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Alex Cora was working with ESPN, Going but he was working with the Astros recently. Yeah, he was Most the recently. bench coach for the Astros. Yeah, like last the assistant year. manager. So he got back to back rings. Crazy. Yeah, that's also impressive. But yeah, I mean, the Red Sox like did it all. I like you said, Cora. He pushed all the right buttons. It's so weird to me that Steve Pierce, <laughs> journeyman, is, like yeah, like World Series MVP and. I, in my head, I'm just like watching, like, yo, when you're getting contributions from Steve Pierce and Mookie Betts is hitting like 220 in the in the World Series in the postseason, it's like w- this is a team, like, a, yeah, it's insane. Like one guy falters, the MVP of baseball falters, and you have Steve Pierce picking him up, who you acquired at the trade deadline, who's been on every team in the AL East, <laughs> and he's been like around the block for years, and he's never been anything special, like career like 247 hit or 250 hitter. Doesn't hit home runs. Hits home runs now in the World Series in the big moment. It was just like everything clicked for them. And it was, you got to, like, I give Cora props too. Like he was pressing all the right buttons. And when it was pinch hitting Mitch Moreland, who had a home, big home run in the, in the game four, I think it was, or game four, I think it was. Four. And then on the comeback. And it's just like, you know, putting the right catcher in, whether it was Christian Vasquez or Sandy Leone, everything was working right for them. Going David Price game five over Chris Sale, who was ready and available, who didn't pitch in the 18-inning game, was fresh. It was just like, yeah, I was blown away. When they announced the game five started to be David Price over Chris Sale, I was like, well, then why are they conceding this game? You know, do they want to go back to Boston and win yeah. it? And stupid me, it worked out to perfection as David Price, like you said, went into the eighth, and all was well. They had three hits all night, two hits after the solo home run. It it couldn't have went better for the Red Sox, and – it seemed like they didn't face any adversity all postseason. It was like a cruise. Eleven and three, 119 wins. It's just like they were the best team in baseball all year long, and it was, and it, and it showed. The Red Sox have the second most wins all time if you count their postseason wins all time, including everyone's postseason. Ninety eight. When that when that team, when you got that team, and the MVP is Steve Pierce. Good night. You yeah. have no chance. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, so well deserved by the Red Sox. And fuck all that. That's <laughs> <laughs> nah, true. But the Dodgers, too, have some decisions coming up. Like Machado's a free agent. He's probably out the he's door. Out. He's out. Clayton Kershaw has an opt-out. It'd be interesting to see what he does, considering like back-to-back World Series trips. He's faltered there. Yeah. It's just like, does he need to change the scenery, or is he a lifelong Dodger? I don't know. It's a lot of interesting things coming up for the Dodgers. I feel like Manny Machado and Bryce Harper are like two peds in a douchebag pod. <laughs> Man, I really lost a lot of respect for, for Manny Machado. Twice, I I lost a lot of respect for him in this. Like seeing like he's a, he was on the Orioles, so you you see him from a distance, you see his highlights, you catch every once in a while, you catch an Orioles game, but you don't really see him on a day to day basis. Not, I did not realize he was this much of a cancer in the locker room. But he's done some dirty shit before, like the Pedroia slide. Yeah, remember I mean, that when he got thrown at behind the set and he yeah, went on that, that. post game rant like fuck the the Red Sox, like fuck the Red Sox. I have no respect for them. Yeah, he's like oh, whatever. I, I'll never have respect for them. And then the Josh Donaldson thing where he threw the bat at him. I don't know if you remember that one. Well, Donaldson was on the A's and he was playing third. I don't know. I forgot the context behind it. but Oh, when he flung he it down there on purpose. Like, yeah, I remember. Chet, I remember. Like, swung wildly and threw yeah. the bat and made sure it was like in his direction. So he has a history of like being a dirty player. Bitch made. I'm not surprised. <laughs> but 
those it is. That's kind of that's bitch. Throwing a bat at a third baseman is a bitch made move. Yeah, that's kind of wild. So, I mean, I Manny mean, Machado will fuck me up, no, no doubt. But I'm not gonna. It's not gonna stop me from saying stepping the on someone's ankle on someone's ankle on first base could like arguably end their career. Like tear Achilles or who knows? Like you're spiking someone's ankle. Like that does serious damage. And the fact that both guys remained healthy and Steve Pierce kind of just like shrugged it off, didn't even acknowledge it. You know, I don't know. It says volumes about both guys. Um. All right. Well, baseball is over. I feel like as we're talking, Manny Machado's money and free agency is going down. Oh, Where's he gonna go? Probably the Yankees. He's right. the perfect Yankee. Cool. I mean, yeah, I think the I, the Mets is on a new general manager who's a who is a uh, former agent. Yeah, that was stupid as hell. Listen, stupid. As if hell. it means we're gonna spend some money, we need something to work. Like, yo, works. there's a lot of big bats. Donaldson's a free agent. Uh, Bryce Harper's a free he's, agent. Machado's a free agent. There's he, a lot of bats on the market right now. I don't know. The Mets need a bat, and I, it, they're a New York team. If they have a, a general manager that's not thinking Sandy Alderson and thinking more Omar Minaya, they're going to be a major players for some it's free agents. It's still the weirdest approach that he was the same guy that said told the Mets trade Degrom or sign him long term, and now he's in charge of that. <laughs> so it's like where his. Where's his head at on Jacob DeGrom? Well, he also, he also represents Syndergaard. So Syndergaard, at least we got two, Todd Frazier. We got two players down. What? He's, a four, he's an agent. He's he an has agent. like a ton of guys. It's such a terrible <laughs> move by the Mets. Collusion. Collusion. Hey, uh, an agent was just recently hired by... The Lakers, Rob Palenka. Yeah, exactly. So let's see. Uh, all right. Anyway, let's uh, switch gears to the NFL. Thank uh, God. Going to be recapping a little bit. First game we got on the slate, Texans beating the Dolphins 42-23. to Deshaun Watson goes off five touchdowns. Lamar Miller goes off. Will Fuller goes off. He had 15, Everyone went off. He had 15 completions and five touchdowns. Yeah. He threw a th- a th- every one, one, out of one three. every three passes that he threw was a touchdown. That's an efficient offense. I think what you're seeing with the Texans is uh, their offensive line is playing a lot better. And when Lamar Miller can run the ball and Deshaun Watson can stand in the pocket, good things could happen for this team. Uh, from the very beginning, I said this whole team's contingent on that offensive line. The offensive line is playing better, and they outclass the team that they should outclass. The Dolphins are very overrated. They have no business Suck. even being in the game. So I I wasn't surprised by this result at all. Five in a row for Houston. Yep. And uh, Dolphins lost four out of five on the other side. And Will Fuller tears his ACL. Yeah, that's a that's a it's a big loss, especially with, like Kuti banged up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like Tim said, I mean, they get the run game going. The O-line starts figuring it out a little bit. Gives the source and times look downfield, and then this happens. It's kind of like you'd have to think it's a blow, definitely, going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, next game we have Eagles beating the Jaguars 24-18. to The London game. Seems like the Jaguars can't figure it out. Not for nothing, though. Like, a lot of people want to say Blake. this is because Blake Bortles sucks when they just see the score. Blake Bortles did not play bad. The defense couldn't get a stop when they needed to get a stop. And a lot of that has to do with Carson Wentz. But if you're going to be the big, bad defense, you got to be the big, bad defense. And Jalen Ramsey, after the game, I don't know if you guys saw the press conference. I didn't. This is the first week I missed his press conference. Dude, he, he was people were asking him questions like, he was like, uh, he said something, something about game strategy. He's like, yo, the game's over. I'm not studying tape, tape on them anymore. doesn't matter what they did. It's like, but this person gave you a lot of trouble. Like, did, like yo, it doesn't matter. I'm not studying tape no more. And they're like, well, do you think that the defense, like, what's wrong with the defense? Like, I don't know. Ask the coaches. Like, dude, you can't go the entire offseason talking mad shit. Early in the season, too. Yeah, and then not be able to take it when people are asking you tough questions. 
Like you gotta be, you gotta pick which one you're gonna be, bro, or else you're just gonna be another one of these douchebag ass dudes in the locker room. I think that their defense is now playing the blame game. Like they're like, oh, it's the offense. That's why we're losing. I mean, that's what he said last week. He's like, everyone was a problem here, and yeah, that's and it. it's like now this is a team that's just. It's a wrap for the Jaguars. They're not the same Jaguars. I mean, I I think they were just riding hot last year. Personally, I mean, I, you know, I, I talk shit about their offense all the yeah, time. I'm did. not crazy about them, but I think it's clear now they don't have the head for like a comeback. Like it's just weird. Like of him being, you know, who he is, and you know, last year when they were winning games and shit, they were like behind Blake Bortles even when they were lo- like they would win or they would lose. They would still be like. Yeah, you know, like, that's our guy, like, whatever. Like, now it's just like we're pointing the finger because we look really bad and we're giving up points and shit. Yeah, especially the defense. Yeah, so I, this is a team. This is a lost cause. They're a lost cause. Like. Not for nothing, though. Like, Ramsey shut down Alshon Jeffrey. Like, but he, that's he, he did where, to an extent. That's definitely where his frustration stems from. It's just like, yo, I'm doing my job. Sky, like, what, four catches for 30-plus yards? Yeah. Sure, but those all four of those catches were in important parts of the game. A couple of them were for big-ass first downs. They were. I remember he ran, like, a... Good hour, but Alshon Jeffrey's great too. Like this is true, but th- those are the plays where I I would rather a receiver torch me for 115 yards. On, nah, come on, son. Yo, I would rather a receiver torch me for 115 yards on plays through the middle throughout the game that don't really result in anything than have a, re- a receiver catch me for four for 40. But four all four catches are in clutch moments where it's like who's gonna make the play? Who's the bigger man to make the play? like all this is happening as Fournette doesn't play though right yeah I mean that was That's, their MO is yeah. like Fournette banging bruise between the tackles and like they didn't down. get to it with Carlos Hyde this week so yeah I mean it's and like would you say that they're limited at best with the weapons right like does anyone really scare you out there I would say below well below average right and no that, one <laughs> yeah exactly and so it's like you know let's kind of be fair as well when I when I turned this game on the first thing I saw was like Blake Bortles running I was like okay maybe like this is this can get him going because no one believes in him to throw the ball. But he, he's like one of the better running quarterbacks statistically yeah. in the league, which is kind of, you know, didn't come to my mind at first. Like, I wouldn't think of Blake Bortles, but he gets it done with his feet. And I feel like they should run more, like, designed runs for him if Leonard Fournette's going to be out till after the bye. I think that, well, their bye's coming up now, and then he should be back after the, that, if, the week after. So... Good timing for the bye in terms of getting everyone healthy and getting it back together in a, in a stretch run where a division is kind of wide open. The Texans are hot right now. They've won, I think, four or five in a row. They started 0-3 and haven't lost since. So they're grooving. The Colts are, you know, they're all right, but they're not, you know, no, no one's scared me. The Titans are no offense. Similar, similar build to this Jaguars team. So the division I kind of see open the Texans are obviously top dog but I wouldn't you know the Jags got to get together after the bye <laughs> Blake Bortles led the team in rushing yards and attempts he always he's a good <laughs> rushing quarterback him and Mitch Trubisky are yeah like, Mitch Trubisky they got, yeah they're running quarterbacks and no one seems to notice because I mean I guess because they're white you don't expect out of white guys. Blake Bortles like so tall too. Like he just looks like the conventional pocket passer but he can he can move man especially Mitch Trubisky Mitch Trubisky's a straight up runner yeah Speaking of Mitch Trubisky and the Bears. Well, Ooh. I was going to talk about a, the best running quarterback in the league. <laughs> Got it. Uh, Panthers. Yeah, let's get it. Uh, beat, the Ra- uh, beat the Ravens 36-21. to 21. Cam Newton rushed the ball 10 times, 52 yards, and Christian McCaffrey ran the ball four, 14 times. Both of them had a touchdown. I think if I'm the Panthers, yo, make that just like a split backfield, basically. <laughs> like just like get, basically what it is. Yeah, split attempts. Like, yo, get, get, let Cam run the ball 10 times. 
That's when they're at their best, yo. Yeah. Yo, he's he's bigger than everyone on the fucking field. Just run that dude. There was a point I, in the game where I felt like Cam Newton ran a bootleg 14, 15, 16 times in a row. Well, he had that one bootleg that was a touchdown, which is yeah. the one we always see fucking Russell Wilson run. Yeah, I love those bootlegs where the, it's like you can like you can see it, but like the cameraman's like still looking at the, you know at the line of scrimmage and like Cam's already out here. Yeah. It's just like, oh, <laughs> out and get that shot of Cam and just Walking in untouched. Like the whole line zone blocks one way and the play is just going the complete opposite way. So it's like, if this doesn't work, you're going to die. But Or you just got to make one man miss and it's yeah. just like, you're out. They're slowly but surely getting back to that form, that Super Bowl form. Although they lost, they're slowly but surely getting back to that. When they win, they don't win pretty sometimes, but they win. Who They won though. The no, no, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying they win. Sometimes. Oh, you said although they lost. They didn't no, lose. No, no, no. I, no, no. I said they lost in the Super Bowl that year. Oh, oh. I'm saying they're getting back to that Super Bowl form. Sometimes they win. They win a lot. And it's, you know, it's not pretty all the time. Yo, Shady, MVP candidate to me, Cam Newton, has to be in the conversation for MVP. I know right now there's quarterbacks that are killing it. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is absolutely murdering everything. Uh, Jared Goff is doing what he's doing. So there's a, there's a lot more people in the conversation, but I think Cam Newton is playing his best quarterback that he's ever played. And you get, you can't lose sight that the, he did this against a, Carol, a Baltimore defense that was number one in the league. Now, the Carolina Panthers are a bad matchup for Baltimore. So something we mentioned is that uh, Baltimore struggles with the read pass option, and you saw them struggle with the read pass option in this game. But I think another thing that Baltimore got exposed with, they have a veteran-laden team, and they're not very fast. And one thing that Carolina is doing is it's 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 putting fast people around Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. The entire team is speed. So I think yeah. the Panthers just ran circles around the, the Ravens because they could, especially DJ Moore. See him, Rookie. Like, yeah, see him coming up and, and doing his thing. And Curtis Samuel is another guy who made a big play on a punt. And it's it's... You see this this speed that's being added to Cam, and that's what has to help Cam thrive. So, I think that oh, Christian McCaffrey is another one. So, I think that Greg Olson too made some big plays. Don't forget about him. Nah, he did, bro. That Third was a left. trick play, boss. What about the touchdown? He had four grabs, <laughs> the touchdown on Tony Jefferson. Nah, that, that was, was a that was dime, that was an absolute that dime. Where yeah. it's like the only window he could have put it in. I, Cam Newton's quarterback play and I, has impressed me tremendously. I've I've gone back on Game Pass and I've watched his throws. And I just, I just think that he is the, this is the best quarterback he's ever played. Yeah, when I watch him throw, I watch it like I feel like he's putting everything behind it. Like it's so unorthodox. I feel like yeah. he throws darts. Yeah, it's so weird. He like comes down when he throws, and the ball kind of just like does a, like a dip and then goes up a little. bit. It's kind of like a Jacob Degrom fastball. <laughs> For real. I mean, it's certainly unorthodox. Yeah. Uh, next Shout out Also by the way My bad But nine, nine straight wins I said that last When I made that pick By the way I went 3-0 You know what I'm saying Subtle, subtle flex Damn Nine straight boss Also went 3-0 I'm just gonna game. say Nine straight You won nine straight No no I'm talking about The Panthers at home Won nine straight oh, I said right, that right, They right, won right, a full right. game You know Of home games In the season But you're talking about You against the spread nah, I wish I'm 1-1 one one going into the tonight I'm hoping the Patriots Can smash the Bills I went 3-0 So just saying Um <laughs> Uh, next game we have the Chiefs uh, beating the Broncos thirty to twenty three. Uh, the Broncos hung in there a little bit, but the yeah, Chiefs, bit. Chiefs are just good, man. Chiefs are just they score at will. Yeah, they took their foot off the gas. I feel like in the end they started running out the clock. Uh, allowed the the Broncos to come back a little bit. Sammy Watkins, a little gets Sammy in there. Watkins love now. Hundred yards, two touchdowns. Come on. Just I mean, saying. if Tyree Kill misses an extended period of time, and he might, he's hurt. So if he misses an extended period of time. Sammy Watkins is going to be a killer. 
Yeah. It's weird, too, because, like, traditionally, when I think of Sammy Watkins, I always think of Clemson Sammy Watkins with Taj Boyd and, like, him going downfield. It's like, that's Tyree Kill, and all his work now is underneath, like, yeah. straight down ball, which, is, which isn't bad for him because he can run, too. Like, he's a shifty dude, speedy dude. But it's so weird. Like, that's where he did all his damage, like, this week was underneath. And, like, you know, Mahomes just not seeing anything downfield. Let me let me get it out of here to, to Sammy Watkins, who's – more than capable of making a play in the open field. She had the Kareem Hunt touchdown. I'm rewatching it now. That was bananas. Oh, that he, he that, just that straight hurdle? up jumped over somebody. Yeah. Hurdle yeah. in stride. It's like, How you can jump over someone, land, and still have the strength to, to break push. a tackle. Yeah, it's crazy to me. It's absurd. Yeah. How sway? This, this team is just so fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, also, on the other side, the Broncos, Philip Lindsay. This dude's legit. He's good. He's very. It's, speak about shifty and fast. That guy can cut. As if he's just running and not cutting. Undrafted, too. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> my bad, but we were in Denver, Joey, and as soon as I sat down, I see like I see this dude in the backfield, and I'm like, yo, who is this? And none of the people I was with knew who he was, and then the people next to us like, yeah, like we don't really know much about him. We just know he, you know, he played his college ball here in Colorado, but... He's high undrafted. High school too. Yeah, yeah. He's from, he was born fucking Denver. So we're like, yo, we're like we don't really know what to expect of him. We're just like, yeah, yeah, right preseason, but I don't know. It seems to be like going to him. We thought it was gonna be Royce Freeman, and now he's. I mean, this dude has the job by the throat. He's killing. Yeah. Uh. All right. Cool. Next game we have. It'd be really valuable to acquire in fantasy. I think. Shut up, Tim. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been trying to. I've been trying, trying to trade Philip Lindsay yeah. to MV for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next game we have the Steelers beating the Browns, thirty-three to eighteen. James Conner goes off, Fuck. averaging six yards a carry, hundred forty-six yards, two touchdowns. Antonio Brown has two touchdowns. Yo, no one, no one's considering this, and I think that we should, especially like as from a fantasy perspective. Le'Veon Bell's coming back week ten. Mm-hmm. James Conner is on pace for 2,000 yards from scrimmage and 20 touchdowns. That's his pace. If you are Mike Tomlin and you know that James Conner is playing next year, he's your starting running back, what is your incentive to even give Le'Veon Bell one snap? He's been the GOAT the last five years. Super Bowl. Super, so, Bowl, is the, Super Bowl, obviously. I mean, but if you already have a guy who's producing Le'Veon Bell in Le'Veon Bell ways, and you know he's your guy next year, and you know the team's behind him. And he's Big in mid-season ben, form. Right. Big Ben also said uh, again, right after the game, I don't want to talk about Le'Veon. I want to talk about the guys that are here and the team win that we had. Le'Veon's not making any friends every every week that he sits out. I mean, they've just been asking Ben questions for like 10 weeks. That's why I just want to hear it I don't anymore. think it's out of the question, to be honest with you. Because, that I mean, he sits? I, I, that they don't play him? Well, I, I don't think they're not going to play him. I'm just saying, like, in a hypothetical situation where it's just like, I don't think it's crazy to be like, this dude's not going to be here. So let's not even give him the option to, like, kind of suck because then we could probably get a little less for him. So why don't we just, he's Le'Veon Bell. So let's just let the mystery, you know, let's see what that does for us. Instead right. of giving him the ball and him averaging fucking three yards. But he, he's no never long. done that. No, I understand. I, I, yeah, but you also have to understand, it's fucking late in the year, dude. Like, everyone's I mean, at a severe advantage over him. I agree. Like, there's nothing like game reps. Like, you can replicate everything you want. Yeah, so it's going to be a slow start to begin with. Probably. And then by that time, you know, what, you got five games? But it's like, this dude's been the best running back in football the last five years. How can you not incorporate this guy in your I'm offense? I'm not saying not around? to. I just don't think it's out of the question. So let's flash back to last year. Or, at the very minimum, split the backfield. 
I don't want to slow down James Conner at all, bro. I'm trying to win games. That's what I'm saying. Yo, let's let's flash back but, to last year. Martavis Bryant, right? He comes back, and he was he was holding off a little bit. He was demanding a trade, and what happened? He sat his ass on the bench for players who were not nearly his caliber of talent. Yeah, but Martavis Bryant has never had the production Le'Veon Bell has had. You sure? But he's had productive seasons for the Steelers. Right, but nowhere near the production of Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is w- literally the number one running back in football. I would say the distance between Sammy Coates and Martavis Bryant is bigger than the distance between John Connor and Le'Veon Bell. James Connor. James Connor, excuse me, sorry. Shout out to John Connor. I mean, easily. Connor. Right. So if you're looking at it that way, they've they've played a much less talented player in that spot before. Yeah, and they're actually known for doing that. They right. let people walk. They don't give a shit over there in Pittsburgh. Exactly. I mean, yo, it's not crazy. I mean, to me, I'm, I'm with Boss, too, where I'm like, I mean, I'm not going to not. Like, if I want to win games. I think that's insane if you don't play Le'Veon Bell when he I comes back. No, I don't think Not in, like, a full-fledged role. Like, here's 30, here's James Conner's workload, but he's going to be incorporated in some sense. He lines de- up as a wide receiver, like, more times than not. Yeah, but I also think that because it's, just, it's just like, I don't know, because James Conner's been producing so well and you haven't played a snap yet, like, I'm not just going to give you the reins, bro. I'm also, like, I wouldn't even, like, split you, like, the first game. Because, like, here, take, like, eight, nine reps, like, the yeah, first game. I don't think that's that great. Like, I But agree. give James Conner the bulk of the thing. Dude, this guy's rolling. Like, I'm trying to win games, bro. This guy's putting up 145 yards. But Le'Veon Bell's going to help you win games, too. I agree with you. Like, right. You but gotta, I don't want to slow this guy down is my, pro, is my point. Right. And I don't, want, I don't want the locker room turning on me. I don't want it like that's if another I, thing. The offensive line has been listen, vocal about you know like you won't you, Mike Tomlin is not the kind of guy to swallow his pride. He's a prideful man all the way to the end. You think he's gonna just play Le'Veon after this? Like if I'm a fantasy owner, I'm trying desperately to acquire James Conner right now, desperately, because I think that he's gonna be a, a running back one for the remainder of the season, and I don't think Le'Veon Bell even sees the field beyond some change of pace shit. I think that's crazy. I think at the very I think least, Le'Veon Bell is showing what he is the last four or five years. Yeah, but he's gone, bro. Like also, the guy behind him is gone. producing at his level. Like he's not going to stay. But he can help you win right now. It doesn't matter like what's going on in the future. Yeah, but you're getting the same production from someone. Like you're getting it. Like with this, you, there's unknown of like he's still an like he's still going to touch the field. Like he's an asset. He's Le'Veon Bell. When's like, the last? Bro, I when's know the last that. Time? But what I'm, my point is like you're getting the production from James Conner, and yes, you're Le'Veon Bell. But there also is like like you said. Like, there's game reps that you have to be had, so slowly ease him into that. But right. it, I don't think it's I'm out not of the th- question that for the rest of the season, uh, James Conner gets the bulk and he stays at fucking, like, nine, ten touches. I don't think that's crazy because I'm already getting your production from I somebody. that's crazy. But why? I'm already getting this production from somebody. Because Le'Veon Bell's done it. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, but, but I am doing it. People have down years all the time. It could happen. You think Le'Veon Bell's gonna come back and have not be Le'Veon Bell anymore? No, I think it's gonna take time to get get into shape. Right. I'm not saying like give him the reins from week one. I'm saying this dude's gonna be a, a focal point of this offense. But also at the same when time, when it's all said and done, and when they're like on a playoff push, if they're if if James Conner is putting up technically he's putting up better numbers than Le'Veon yeah, Bell. Yeah, better. So if he's putting up those numbers, it's like all right. If this dude's gonna be my main guy, like why am I just gonna give the reins back to Le'Veon Bell, who hasn't played a snap this year, who? Is going is not going to be here, and I'm already getting the production I need to win games from this running back. Like, what what is the incentive for me to do that? And not for nothing, James Conner, the like way he's he runs, the guy who's going to be my piece for the for the long run. I mean, no? he's going to be your piece anyway because he's under contract with you for next but, year. The way James Conner runs is you never have to worry about him trying to get the extra yard. I think with Le'Veon, you have to worry about him getting the extra yard now. What's wrong with that? 
What's wrong with that is how, how are they going to get him back into the lineup? What are they going to ease him in week to Line him up out wide 10? like they've always have. But you're going you're gonna to ease him in week 10? Yes. I don't know. I don't, not when you're playing for a bye. How else are you going to ease him in? Exactly. You're you don't. Just sit him the, the, and pay him whatever the franchise tag is, an outlandish amount of I money. I mean, you're, you already are off the hook for half of it, for 10 sixteenths of it. He's already got to pay back his fines for holding out during camp. So you're not worried about money. I think, I think uh, like I said, I, I, I think they're going to ease him back in. I, I think at the, at the end of the day, they're going to split him. Like this dude's been playing too well to not. He earned his 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 split. If I you ask me today, is Le'Veon Bell going to be a part, a big part of this offense going forward? Like at some point, I'd call you crazy if you said no. I'm not going to say no. I think at the I think maximum though, you have to split these guys because James Conner is like producing. When's the last time the Steelers split carries? Well, so that's just. But this is a you can't this is a crazy circumstance no. though, bro. They don't. This is a crazy circumstance though. Right, you have two. Like, you, you have is, someone this who is a like a. This is a huge benefit for you. So, you have like, I mean, James Conner is sort of a revelation. Like you would have known what he was if. But here if James he is Conner though on pace exactly two thousand so yards have, from scrimmage. Now you have these both these assets. Like the more the merrier. That has never been a bad thing. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know. I think you guys are forgetting Le'Veon Bell is sometimes. I, I'm so, not forgetting. I'm, I'm just saying like. Like, why slow down something that's someone who's putting up ridiculous numbers? It's not like he's having like all right games. Like he's having amazing games. He's a he's the best player on their offense. Like, why take him off the field? It makes no sense. It makes especially no sense. for a guy who's been holding out. Who cares? Who's about been that? playing games Yo, with the, all with of that it. aside? It's like this is the best player on our offense. Like he has to still play. Like, he is going to still play. No that, doubt. That's no what doubt. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think he's gonna still play, no doubt. Look, yeah. when D'Angelo Hall, I mean D'Angelo Hall, D'Angelo Williams was the best player on the field, he did not play a snap when Le'Veon got back. Not one snap. The the Steelers are not going to split carries. They're gonna pick Le'Veon or John Connor. James I don't Connor. see I keep saying John Connor. <laughs> third. I'm just gonna call him John Connor and you guys can fucking deal with it. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Connor. <laughs> so you're either gonna play Le'Veon. Are you going to play the Terminator? No, nah, I think this is a different circumstance than that because James Conner is... That's what I'm saying. Like He's, he's a different dude. He's the, he's the future see of your you, team. But you're assuming that Bell plays. I'm I'm telling you that he's not. I'm telling you that Conner's going to play. And watch. Watch it happen. No, the, I think the re- the difference... I'm talking about the difference between Williams and James Conner is that James Conner is clearly the future. Of the, oh, the yes, yes. You're correct. So it's not like I'm going to sit Conner on the bench. Right. And especially because he's our best player right now. Like, why, why keep him on the bench? Like... I'll ease Le'Veon in, but if he doesn't like, you know, if he's just not getting it done or like whatever, then like we, I don't mind not giving you fucking the touches that, you know, whatever, because we have a guy who's been doing it like that, for 10 weeks. Yeah. So I, you know, that's my only thing. Anyway, we can talk about the series. That's what let's stupid franchises like the Bucks do. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Uh, the next game we no, have. No, 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 no. What? The Browns, bro. Oh, here we go. We got to talk about the Browns. Hugh Jackson got the shit can. Todd Haley got the shit can. That's Greg, it. moving on. <laughs> Greg Williams is their head coach, guys. That was the DC of the Saints when. Yeah. Yep. Where his most famous accomplishment is Bounty, Bounty Gate. Gate, and he was just fired from the Rams. He just everyone uh, consensus says he acted acted a fool on uh, on Hard Knocks. 
That's their head coach now. So it, there, you have to think about, like, is there a chance? Like, how do you think this played out? Because they t- fired Todd Haley an hour after Hugh Jackson. Supposedly. I, I heard, mean, that's when news broke. Nah, they did it. How do you know they did that? Well, according to reports from what I'm reading on Twitter, what happened was they were not even the ownership wanted to fire uh, Todd Haley. And John Dorsey wanted to fire Hugh Jackson. John Dorsey ended up firing Hugh Jackson. And I would not be surprised if ownership was just like, oh, yeah, watch this, and fire Todd Haley because he intended Todd Haley to be the head coach. I also wouldn't be surprised if John Dorsey fired Hugh Jackson and then brought in Todd Haley and said, hey, Greg Williams is going to be the head coach, and Todd Haley's like, fuck this. I would not be surprised at that either. Because did you see the statement that they released? They're like, we would like to thank uh, Hugh Jackson and his wife for being part of the Browns organization, da 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 going on and on and on. And then the last sentence was, we also parted ways with Todd Haley, period. <laughs> Supposedly, mm-hmm. Haley was undermining the organization. Like, early on in the season, they said, like, oh, that uh, Josh Gordon wouldn't, wouldn't start. And then Haley had Josh Gordon out on the field in the, for, the, for, the, for the first play. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, supposedly there's a lot of undermining going on. Wasn't Todd Haley only there for like, this is his first season with the team? Yeah. So yes. it's like, what, what's He was fired on? midway last year at yeah. Steelers. Yeah. I mean, Todd Haley's a good coach. He's getting that pay. All right. He's all right with the Chiefs. Yeah, he's sitting at home right now getting paid from two NFL franchises. Facts. Must be nice. <laughs> uh, now, next game? Yep. Uh, Seahawks beat the Lions 28-14. to Russell Wilson played against Mid Fantasy. Three touchdowns. Thank you. <laughs> I love Chris Carson. Yeah. I think he's good. He I runs love, hard. He's huge too, right? Is it me or is he big? Probably. Yeah, he's big. He's a big guy. I mean, they're all big. He's old, old school. They play Smash Mouth football. He's old school big. Smash Mouth, great, man, great band. <laughs> great buzzword. Smash Mouth football. <laughs> buzzword. Well, they're doing the Brian Schoenheimer offense. They they hired Brian, Schein, Brian Schoenheimer and... Boss Impy and I could tell you <laughs> that Brian Schottenheimer's offense is not exactly high flying. Is that very much run first, third and seven, handoff off the middle. Yep, that's or or third and twelve screen. That's what you're getting. <laughs> draw and play. Yeah, draw play. Draw play. Oh my god, draw play for four yards on third and twelve was should be the fucking name <laughs> of my biography. Yeah, as a sports fan, the Seahawks the Seahawks ran the ball forty two times. Yeah. There you go. And Russell none Wilson? of Russell Wilson. How many how many rushes? Two. He had two, yeah. And he, he he completed 14 passes, 17 attempts, three touchdowns. That's when the Seahawks were going to the Super Bowl, though. Yeah. That was their MO. That's why they that, drafted Rashad Penny in the first round, was to get back to this style of football. Now, it's a different phase in Chris Carson, but the point still stands that they were like, since the offseason, were hell-bent on getting back to running the football first. Run, run, run. Big play over the top. And Pete Carroll, shout-out to Pete Carroll for having this team of basically nobodies coming through and – and really looking impressive. and Four in a row? Four in a row. And the running game is opening up the defense, too. And all of a sudden, the defense is playing fantastic. Yeah. And, like, you saw a big turnover. Matt Stafford looking like he was going to do Matt Stafford things. They didn't score much. And then all of a sudden, they look like they're going to score three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. That's been Matt Stafford his whole career. And then they got that big turnover in the corner of the end zone, very unlike Matt Stafford. And they, he forced that good play by the corner. And their safeties have been playing real well, and their line has been playing real well, and uh, a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're controlling the clock and running the ball. Yeah. And shout out to them for being able to do that, because last year they tried this and they couldn't do it. And this year they got, they got Chris Carson is going apeshit. Boss handled me in in fantasy this week. Damn they, right, I did. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I, I my team put up like 140. This this kid 
put up what you're, you're projected 170 by yeah, tonight. Except Josh, Josh Gordon, and just as we finished talking about him, he's sitting out like the first couple series for being late. Oh, yeah, Did you guys yeah. see that for tardiness? Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Legend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Legend is also, can't get it right. Shout out to Marvin Jones. Guy went crazy. Two touchdowns, 120 yards. Dude, just when Nick was counting him out last week. Just too. when everyone was. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, I should say everyone. Crazy. He's. he's, I don't know, he's and on the opposite side, the Lions barely ran the ball 12 times. That's 12, what they 13, do. 13 times? That's what they do. Well, they have been running the ball, though. They've had success. That's why, like, Carry On had a great week last yep. week against Miami. And then you give him the ball eight times. Well, they yeah, went so. down. 21-7, although that's not much. They went down. So, But it's like the game, like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not abandoning the run until the fourth quarter, especially 14 points isn't much. You're right. See, this is why I, I, it's so weird to me when you, a new head coach holds on to the old offensive coordinator because I feel like there's going to be no change. Like, this is such a Jim Bob Cooter system that they're that they're running. Yeah, but they've been he he really got stuff out of Stafford that they never got before. That's that's why. true. But now that you've gotten that out of Stafford and someone can learn how to do that, I mean the secret sort is just short passes. So, I mean, I don't know. Like the Browns, for example. Did you know that the Browns, by the way, this is this would be the first time in the new era that they have a GM pick his own coach. Usually it's they hire a GM with an incumbent coach or they hire an incumbent uh, an incumbent coach and a new GM. How crazy is that? Yeah. And they're never on this and now that's the first time ever. By the way, also a fun fact, the last 6 head coaches to be fired from the Browns have all come after a Steelers loss. That's all that. Salty. Yeah. yeah. So that's the type of that's the type of organizational shit that doesn't make any sense and Matt Patricia when he comes in, you got to bring in your own offensive guy. You can't rely on Jim Bob Cooter because the uh, the Lions offensive defense does not look like it's on the same page and it's kind of just business as usual in Detroit which you know that team's so inconsistent one one week they look like a play- playoff team the next week they look like they can't win a game yeah yeah um all right uh next game we have the Bengals beating the Bucks 37 to 34 Fitzmagic comes alive once <laughs> Yo, again this game got exciting brings the team back goes for two gets it done and then they lose. It's over for Javis. Done. It's done. Like he's he might not even play for the rest of the Yo, season. Yeah, what he missed three weeks and he has ten interceptions. It's like tied for second in the league. There's something tied to his contract where uh, if he plays and gets hurt, he's tied to them next year. That's what that's what Bortles did. That sly son of a bitch. And so I'm I'm totally under the belief that he is going to not play at all so that he doesn't get hurt so they don't have to pay him. It's crazy because just as I said, Nick was off Marvin Jones. I was like, yo, trade Fitzy. And yeah. now it's just like, uh, maybe they'll keep Fitzy and try to win some games. I don't know. I'm, if I'm the Bucks, I'm starting Jameis. And I know that's not a popular opinion. But, dude, you're not going anywhere. You're defense- not going anywhere with him either, though. Right. So if you're not going anywhere with either guy, why play the 35-year-old Washed up vet. No, no. I think that they have a better chance to win with Fitzpatrick. Right. So ultimately, in the in that division, why? like what do why they have to him, win? Right. Why play who? You're already not winning the division. That's done. The, the Bucks' record is what three and four. They're not winning that division. Well, I mean, the reason why is what Impy just said. They have a better chance to win with Fitzpatrick. No. Well, I'm talking about the fact oh, that you're the, tied to this guy. This yeah. Guy yeah if he gets hurt, year. you have to pay him next year. I don't know what that contract is. I don't want it's James. Not much, but dude, I I done. like I don't like James. His numbers are comparable to Bortles over the first. Couple years of his career. All right, so so here's here's what here's what you're saying <laughs> just, though, right? That's Blake. You're, Cut, that's Blake Bortles. Custom soundboard. So here's here's what you're saying though, right? You're saying, all right, so if Jameis gets hurt, he's tied to the team for one more year. But here's the thing: Jameis Winston's not signing a one year contract, right? 
And you got him in a year where he's distracted by legal issues. And you, you see, you've seen in the past, like look at Zeke last year, like legal issues weigh on a guy's head and he can't play as well as he should, especially when your entire fan base is cheering for the guy behind you. Is it the worst thing in the world to have Jameis Winston for one more year in a, in a draft class where no one's supposed to be a franchise quarterback? There's not even one that's being talked about. I would argue that the off-the-field issues is another reason why I wouldn't True. want him to be tied to him for another year. Like, that's, you can't that's count the on thing. him. That's legitimate. Yeah, you, a, you can't really count on him to, to even be there. Yep. He's a groper. He's a raper. He's, a, he's not, not, a raper. not a raper, he's a, but he's, he's a like groper. A, he's a groper. He's a groper. He's a gro- big groper. Big-time groper. Um, <laughs> Joe Mixon also, Impy's boy, goes off, 123 yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> Mixon the drink. Tyler Boyd. My man. He's been doing it all year. Guy does it again. Tyler Boyd, God Tyler bless Boyd. you and your and your lovely face that I picked up in week two. <laughs> This guy's crushing it. Still bro. went off on I me. I love you. This was a cool game, though. I got really exciting at the end because you yep. thought this turned out. This was like, yo, yo Bengals are gonna run away for with this. no reason. Like the turn the turnover differential was crazy. It's, it's the like, magic. This game should have never been this close. Yeah, it, it should have never been tied. It was tied with like a minute left. Like I was like, dude, what the fuck is going on? Classic Fitzpatrick, where there's nothing to lose. Yes, you can just go out there and sling it. He's a momentum guy. Hit Mike Evans. Mike Evans stat line went from basura to fucking. Talent. 137 yeah, on a TD. Another fucking guy that you had against me. If I'm a head yeah. coach in the NFL and I have I have Fitzpatrick on my team, I'm literally going to be like, listen, just go to the bar before the game. I don't care if we win or lose. Just go out there and play. And we'd probably win the Super Bowl that way. When this dude doesn't give a fuck, he just throws the ball, yes. they win. When he has security, that's when all hell goes on. Playoff game, you're like, dude, wrong. I don't care Like, if you throw 10 picks. You're going to stay in, just throw the fucking thing. If you give him any sense of security, you're shot. It's you're shot. No it's over. Yeah. You got to be like, yo. Every week, they should be like, eh, I don't really know who we're just going like, with. like, yo, do me a favor. Rip three shots of Jameson and then go out there. Right, bro? <laughs> just like, don't give a fuck. He has seven kids, by the way. Smoke hella weed. Or six, seven on the way, or seven, eight on the way. Does Not he? sure, yeah. I know nah, Josh McCown make you is like that. It. I don't know if it's Fitzy's like that. Yeah. Kids down like that. A whole lot of kids. A whole lot of kids. And he's smart. Probably got smart ass kids. And Um, Joey fucks with his like his personality and all about his beard and like his swag. His weird yeah, his weird. Dude, I think that goes a long way because I think that team loves him too. Like whenever he throws touchdowns, he goes crazy and and the the linemen are right there with him. The whole team's with him. Like they they like him. <laughs> I love that dude, man. That's Did you see? There was like a short clip of like it was like Brian Fitzpatrick trying to cast the spell on the Bengals kicker before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like doing some weird shit. I was like, oh, <laughs> like it was some weird shit on the sideline. Yeah, he's great. Uh, Shut up, Fitz. But yeah, that's uh, why he's beloved everywhere he goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I still love my, my teammates. Yeah. I love him. Uh, next, we have the Bears beating the Jets twenty-four to ten. Yo, next coach to be fired, Todd Bowles. I mean, if his team continues to commit eight penalties a game. Yes, get it the fuck out. I, I mean, feel like he was a dead man walking anyway. But it's been like that. Like just going back to early in the season with Crowell, like wiping his ass with the football. Like I know you can't control him. Like he's his own guy. But like there has to be some sort of repercussions for that. You can't afford to be giving away 15 yards after you score a touchdown. Like that yeah. should be the they're so hurt. Prime the moment. Jets. They are hurt. So hurt. They have no weapons, and I'm mad about the t- whole Terrell Pryor thing. Like cutting him, and now he's supposedly healthy to go and feel the offers. Like. Well, the reason they had to cut him is because they literally had nobody else. They cut him because they couldn't. They needed to. They needed bodies. Right, but they couldn't put him on the IR. Yeah, no, like they well, literally couldn't do been it. Long they time, like he wouldn't be able to come back. They didn't cut him for right. no reason. They they didn't want to cut him. They cut him because they needed bodies. Right. To I play. mean, it makes sense. He's on a one year. Like he's probably the most expendable guy contract wise. But 
it would be nice to have him around right now if he was only going to miss two weeks. But I feel you, like, bodies are bodies. You know, they need bodies. But there are no bodies that he could throw to. Chris Herndon's his best weapon. Sam Darnold, that is. Yeah. And it's just like, I've seen this Jet team the last four years on their bowls. Shore Fitzpatrick had that one year where he set the franchise record, I think, for uh, single-season touchdowns. But other than that, it's just oh, yeah. they, it's uninspiring offense, and I don't want this guy leading my franchise quarterback for the next however many years. I like guess yeah. time for a switch, get an offensive mind in here, and just yep. hit the ground running. Especially because you see Sam Darnold is just like kind of sh- like not even struggling. He's just he's just not having an opportunity to let it rip. He's not, and yeah. it's a lot and of. I'd that rather see him struggle, right? Like, and like, how could you how could you evaluate a quarterback off fourteen for nineteen for a hundred and? 53 yards, a touchdown, no interception. 29. What did I say? 19. 19. Oh, 14 or 29. Uh, I mean, you made it sound good. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, but how could you, how could you, you know, you can't, he's, he has no weapons to throw to, no one's open. He's, he has no offensive line. There's no pass blocking on that offensive line whatsoever. He just lost Bilal Powell too. It's, yeah, it's tough. And the game was closer than it looked on the box score. They lose by two touchdowns, but it was, it was a one-possession game up until, what, the fourth quarter? I mean, they made it a one-possession game with the the Herndon touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, um, on the other side, the Bears are legit. I like the Bears. The Bears are very good. And when Mitch, when Mitch Trubisky plays this way, it's it's hard to – Yo, his quarterback rating was 102. His QBR was 91.7. Yeah. He didn't have to do much, though. Right, but he did it. He did it with his legs to another fifty yards on the ground. Yeah, like this guy is straight up like, like I don't know why. Like he's more, he's way more Michael Vick <laughs> than he is Brett Favre, and I think people just don't see it. Maybe it's maybe it's because he's white, like I said before. But he is a running quarterback, and he, Matt Nagy figured it out, and they're using him to perfection. Yeah, it's he, crazy too. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say like he he doesn't run out of bounds. Like when he's running with the ball. He'll like cut back. He can outrun you. He's he a runner. Runner. I watched like him outrun back. Jamal Adams yesterday. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. He's but, a runner. Um, yeah. I mean, the Bears felt very confident in this game. They sat Khalil Mack, give him rest. He's banged up. They sat Allen Robinson, who probably, you know, if it was a dire need, they probably both would have played. But you see this banged up Jets team coming into town at home, and you're like, we could afford to give these guys rest. And it worked out. So. They're playing the Bills next week, too, so they could probably rest them again. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um,. Speaking of horrible teams, uh, the Giants <laughs> Giants lost to the Redskins 20-13. to 13. They are the fountain of youth for Adrian Peterson, who has 150 yards and a fucking touchdown. Very so, very nice. Let's be fair to the Giants' defense. Played very well. I mean, I mean, 20 points is not bad. The no. Skins' offense is also inept. Yeah, like super inept. Like outside of AP. In every way. I think the Giants, put them, the Giants' defense put them in position to win. Odell had a fucking game. One handed catches, bananas. He yo, had two one handed catches. Yo, the one where he had one over arm. the middle. No, yeah. I was talking about the one where like he was getting his arm pulled down. Oh, and he fell to the floor yeah. on the sideline. Was there a fourth down one or a third down conversion one that was super big at the end of the game? I don't know. I know the one you're talking about, like the slant over the middle where he yeah. goes up and gets it. Yeah. This but can game, I ask you guys a question about Odell? Yeah. Like he's much more like I don't know, calm or content. And it's like ever since he came out. And the owner said, talk less, play more. He's been playing more. They're still losing, but do you think he cares about winning or do you think he cares about just like seeing The Rock? I think he's just, he knows it's a lost season, to be honest. I think he, I think they all know it's a lost season. I think that he is just like, I don't think he wants to be in New York. I think he wants to win. And they're not giving him the best mm-hmm. opportunity to win. Word. I think I, you need to shake up too, man. Eli's struggling back there, bro. You, you got to get rid of him. 
I just think it's like I don't know if it's coincidence or That's what, seven, but seven this dude's gone off the last couple of weeks, Atlanta and and this game, and like he's not in any newspapers talking crazy or going off, and he's had big games and he's been asking for the ball for how long? I don't think that he wants to be. I think he. I mean, obviously, I think he wants to not be a diva or whatever. Like he doesn't want to be looked at that way, even if he feels a certain way. Uh, but. I don't know, man. I don't. I think he wants to just get the fuck out of New York. I mean, then he shouldn't have signed a five-year extension. That's what I don't get. But well, he but. signed it with the belief that they're going to be competitive this year. Yeah, that's why I don't have a problem with like everyone's making a big deal about his interview when he had Floyd Mayweather uh, next. No, nah, it was Weezy, bro. Yeah, Weezy. Weezy, my bad, Weezy. And then it's, it's like he said they asked him, "Are you happy in New York?" And he didn't right away say yes. He had to pause. He said, he said that's, that's a tough question. Yeah, because, look, you could be happy with the organization, happy with your contract, but not be happy with the situation of winning. What would, what would be more concerning to me is if someone said, yeah, I'm completely content in this losing space. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to talk about the interview because that's, like, distracting from what we're doing here. But at the same time, he did leave his quarterback out to dry. And like he like said some things public, that were like, like not in the locker room. I was just like, like the, he said things I didn't like. And you know, I'm not nitpicking here. And like, he just shouldn't have said those things. And I think the fact that he's not saying anything now, he kind of understands that. Like you, you can think those things and you could say them in the locker room, yeah. but you can't say them to the media, bro. Like it's just not how it goes. Especially in New York. All right. So let's move on to the next game here. We have the Colts beating the Raiders 42 to 28. Andrew Luxor was another three touchdowns. That's MP's boy. Marlon Mack, also MP's boy. Uh, last year, my boy. 130 yards to touchdown. Marlon Mack, Daddy Supreme, also went off on Tim yesterday. Your your actual boy, Naheem, he had a good game too. Solid. Solid game on the ground. Uh, but, yeah, Raiders kind of suck. Derek Carr, three touchdowns. Didn't play bad. I thought he made a bunch of plays. He played game. really well. Yeah. But he, you know, there's only so much he could do. Yeah, this team is terrible. Dude. One in six Raiders. I think the Colts needed a little time to get back in the groove, but now they're grooving, man. That offense is playing extremely well, and Andrew Luck looks exactly like the Andrew Luck of old. And not for nothing, this is one of the things that are under the radar that I think not a lot of people are paying attention to. But this is a name you're going to say in the last in the next coming weeks, Dontrell Inman. Uh, this is a guy who former Charger, yeah, who was on the Chargers and got lost in that wide receiver shuffle, like just like. That that wide receiver room is probably the best wide receiver room when it was when it was full, and so they traded him. He got hurt. Now he's back, and Corey Grant wasn't cutting it, and Pascal wasn't cutting it, and Rodgers wasn't cutting it. So what do they do? Right when he comes back, Dontrell Inman gets five catches, six six catches, mm. and now there's a bye week, and he's coming off the bye week, and bam. You got yourself maybe in two weeks of practice. You got yourself a number two receiver that we've seen in the past. That when when Keenan Allen was hurt and when Terrell Williams got hurt, Dontrell Inman was a major part of that offense mm-hmm. with the Chargers. And you've seen him do it before. Big body. You've, you've too. seen him. Yeah, you've seen him put up hundred yard games. You've seen him catch two touchdowns in a game. I think that's a big ass, a big ass addition for the Colts that's going completely unnoticed. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to my guy Mo Ali Cox too. Another Mo touchdown. Cox. One of the one of the best catches I've ever seen. Yo, that was an awesome Yo. catch. Yeah, it was. That guy would climb the tower. Murder me with one hand. Yeah, Yo, he's, dude he's an a, athlete. He's that a dude. basketball player. Yeah, like, he played at VCU and he was nasty. It was funny too. Like I would watch them because I like VCU's you know historically a good team with Shaka Smart in them, but 
they've been good the last couple of years. And Mo Ali Cox was so distinguished when he was playing basketball because a he's tall, b he's built like a football player, which he is now. Yeah, and his dreads were everywhere, and like this dude would literally crush the glass. Like that's all he did. And and his name is Mo Cox. Yeah, Mo, Mo Ali. <laughs> Mo. Mo Cox in the alley, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Well, Mo Cox. Luck to Mo Cox. Nobody made fun of him growing up. No. Not one person. Well, he's brolic, so. That's what I'm saying. Bro, he's... He's like, yo, yo what's your last name? Cox, what's up? D1 Nothing, I think ba- it's great. I think it's an awesome name. D1 basketball player at a high level oh, turns touchdown catcher in the NFL from Andrew Luck. Crazy. Insane. Um, all right, the next game we have, the Cardinals beating the 49ers 18-15. God, I picked this game, and like I don't even want to talk about it. Tim's yawning right now, and like that's how I feel about this game. <laughs> I was going to immediately go, all right, and moving on to our next game. No, but the the uh, Cardinals came down. They wanted to like the last second, right? Christian Kirk caught that touchdown? Yeah. Yo, Larry Fitzgerald turned back the yeah. hands of time with 100 yards. Byron Leftwich is like, let me get He's this guy now. who led the league in, uh, was it reception or yards? Well, he was like top five last year. He was two, I think. Yeah, so he's like, I think he led the league. Who? In receptions, right? Receptions, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think he yards. No, Larry. It was receptions, yeah, yeah. I thought he was like, I was like, let me get this guy uh, helping out my young quarterback here. And uh, yeah, that's what probably should have been happening under Mike McCoy since uh, Josh Rosen know. took the helm. But I, nope. Did you guys see Jermaine Grisham's fumble? One of the funniest things I've ever I didn't, seen. didn't, but you, you texted about it. Oh, my it. God, I, dude. I, I it was so it. funny. He was just running down the sidelines and just. Started slipping and then he went like this and the ball popped out and he <laughs> fell on his face. It was dying. It's rough. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I mean, a lot of people were giving Byron Leftwich shit because he's like, oh, look, the same old Cardinals offense. But, dude, he can't rewrite the entire fucking playbook. Like, he, one week. He's, yeah, he's got it. Like, for what he had and what he's like, you saw him get David Johnson out into space. You saw him get Larry Fitzgerald back. Uh, you saw a young quarterback lead a two minute drill to come back at the end. And you saw a young receiver be the be the catalyst of that of that two-minute drill. Those are four very positive things to take away if you're a Cardinals fan. Show. Fitzgerald. Um, all right, the next game we have, Rams beating the Packers 29-27. Good game. It's a good game. Ty uh, Montgomery feels like king of the dicks. Yeah. It's like king of the dicks. That guy was like my savior last year in the beginning of the year, too. It's like, or like middle tie of the tie? Yo, I know like when you get that... I mean, I've never been in that position. Maybe you have, Joey, but it's just like when you get that kickoff and you're returning, you probably feel like as that ball's nailed, like, yo, I'm the fucking man. I'm housing every kick. <laughs> no. But when you have Aaron Rodgers on your sideline, you best be taking any and giving your quarterback a chance. I mean. Like to take that out was just, there's there's no backing that move, taking that out of the end zone. Yeah, you're right. Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. Aside from thinking like I could be a hero. My Lord, he just looked like he was. he saw a ghost. He's like, I can't believe I'm not going to be on that field. That's what he does. It's terrible, it's man. Crazy. And you know he's scoring. Yeah. You know it. He only, needed three. he only needed three. I feel like Sean McVay got bailed out, too, because they were playing very conservative towards the end of that game. And they didn't score a touchdown at the end of the game. They scored a field goal. And they scored a field goal with what? How many How many minutes was that? Two-minute warning. It was like a two-minute warning. Two, two minutes left. Aaron Rodgers coming up. It's too much time. What are you doing? Sure. You're asking to lose. I mean. And you, you got lucky. Ty Montgomery handed you that game. The, yeah. the Rams looked like the inferior team in that game. I don't know. I thought they looked much better like uh, as the game progressed. That's true. They did get like, better as the game progressed. Defensively, they were shutting it down. I was kind of surprised Aaron Jones was more involved after the early success in the first quarter. He had a couple 10-plus yard rushes you know, on the first drive. 
which they went down and scored on. I think he punched it in. Oh, was it him or Jamal? Some, him Jamal or, Williams punched it punched in. It he from the he one. scored on like a 30-yard scamper. No, someone, yeah, but someone scored from the one on the Jimmy Graham touchdown. That was Williams. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like disappointed in that. I was like, yeah, the run game is working. They're gashing them on the ground. I know you have Aaron Rodgers, but yeah. set up that offense. And the game wasn't like out of hand where it was just like. It was like, never out of hand. Yeah, they so were like, winning at one point. Yeah, you got to establish that run, man, especially if it was working with you. Goff, though. They're, yeah, their offense, Tim, did look, you know, a little suspect, though. Yeah. They, they're missing Cooper Cup. They need some yeah. Cooper Cup real yeah. bad. But what's his name? Stepped in nice. Josh, uh, Josh, Josh Reynolds. Two touchdowns. Had a good game. Uh, but they're missing him on those third down plays. They're missing him. On those when they bring the house underneath, like, that's Cup. Yeah, right. Yeah. They're missing him on those plays. And that's what's coming on the goal line. And Tlaib's out, too. Yeah. But that Packers D, like, that, that blitz was working early on. So adjustments, they started picking it up, giving Goff a little more time, and they, that's all those like Cooks and Woods. That's all they need is an sp- extra split second. You saw Cooks; they were all getting held too. I felt like there was no flags on that whole game, where I felt like there was grounding or, you know, holding. I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is going on? Like, do these refs have flags?" And Cooks was getting held several times. They made you know announcements of it, and uh, Jair Alexander balled really out game. first round pick for the the Packers. So. Finally, that secondary that they've been working on through the draft is starting to show its fruits. Played really well. Yeah, that secondary. That's the sec- That's the. You recipe. heard his name all game. Yeah. Yo, fucking Aaron Donald is going off too. He has he six was. sacks in two two weeks. How do you stop that guy? He has ten sacks this season already. Can't stop him, Tim. You, you can't. can only hope to contain him. Yeah, it's Thank true. Thank God they paid him. Seriously, that guy is <laughs> out of control. Um. Shout anyway. out to Rams, still undefeated, baby. Yep. Uh, last game on the slate. Fun game. Uh, Saints beat the Vikings 30-20. to 20. Uh, Thielen over 100 yards. <laughs> yeah. Kept the streak alive. Offensive player. Just got year. it. 100 and, 103 yards and a touchdown. Um, Stephon Diggs also had a good game. This is Those two, like, there is no, like, oh, they're on the same team. You can't roster both of them. Dude, both of these guys are having quite a year. Kirk Cousins had that one very costly pick six. That kind of did him in, I feel like. Um, but the Saints were also. The Saints good. are fucking good. Yo, yeah. shout out to Taysom Hill. White guy. Imagine being so athletic that it's like, yo, just we got to put this guy out there. Some, like, do something. Like, because he's too good. They, they, I listened to another podcast and they say they have a theory that Taysom Hill is the best football player of all time. <laughs> I know. Yo, he can he's, do everything. He's the fastest person <laughs> on the field. Apparently, he's the fastest ki- guy on the team. That's why he's like returning kicks. Yeah, he's the in. ultimate Swiss Army knife, and he's a quarterback by trade. Crazy, bro! You have Drew Brees, who's a Hall of Famer. It's like, yeah, get he's out, getting, yeah, 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 get out for a second. Let's get this fucking guy. Yo, in that's here. the most insane thing. That's wild. Most he must, that's what I'm thing. saying. This guy must be the best athlete ever. His nickname is Thorderback. <laughs> nice. That's fire. Yo, not for nothing. The Saints' defensive line is one of the more underrated units in the entire league. Uh, Sheldon Rankins made his. His presence known uh, last week. Uh, Cameron Jordan is one of the premier pass rushers. I forget his first name. His last name is Davenport. Um, oh, their first round. Their pick. first round pick, who they traded. Marcus, a, Marcus Davenport. I was gonna say Najee Davenport. Well, I was gonna say Najee Davenport. Who's He's that? He's like a running back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Packers. Old, old Packers running back. Yeah, yeah. Najee. But, um, Davenport has been getting better and better each each day, and he is a pass rush. He is an absolute animal, and they are number one in the league in giving up the least offensive points on the ground and they're playing a Rams team next week that I don't know if you noticed but that team is an inside out team yes all the names on the outside are spectacular but that is an inside out team I cannot wait to dissect this game 
on Thursday and really get into the the crux of it because I think the Saints have a chance here to cement themselves as hey we're here and we're Super Bowl contenders if not favorites next week and they made the they made the Vikings into light work a big Adam Thielen fumble really changed the game that too yeah that pick six pick six really changed the game but it was really the Saints controlling time of possession controlling the clock whenever the the Vikings <laughs> said controlling that cock I mean they were controlling cocks they were controlling everything <laughs> uh, they almost they. Every time the Vikings thought they were going to get off the field, and I talked about this, remember the Vikings were number one at getting off the field on third down, and the Saints aren't great at converting third downs, but that was before they had Melvin Ingram. I mean, Melvin Ingram. I, I, I can't. Five today? I can't. I can't. You're okay. Um, but that was before they had Mark Ingram. So when you've got those two guys, Kamara and Ingram, they drain you just because whenever they need three, they get five. And it's every single time. And it's draining, and that and that defense at the end of the game looked drained. Yeah, I mean the, the Saints are a tough team to to cover, man. Especially because you have Kamara out there, and it's like oh, we covered everyone. The pocket is collapsing. Just dump it off, and he'll get you fucking seven yards. Also, it's demoralizing that the first pass of the game was thrown to Michael Thomas when he was completely covered. Like you could not have been playing better defense, and Michael Thomas just took the ball away from the from the corner. I mean, to be fair, that also kind of happened like on the first drive with Adam Thielen. He fucking robbed. I think that was like PJ Williams. Adam Thielen is a savage. Yeah, he's nasty. I have no bro. other words for Adam Thielen. Yeah, he's disgusting. Thank God he's on my. Team. I bet you, out of everything he's done this year, the thing he's thinking about the most fumble. today is that fumble. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's just the type of guy he is, which it makes you like him even more. See if he can get a nine. I think would be the record, right? Nine. Calvin Johnson, he's tied no, no. with eight. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. The record would be nine. Like right, he right, set right, it, right. But he tied it. You would have the record sole possession. Right. Uh, by the way, just a quick update before we. Uh, I was gonna say wrap up here. Well, we are wrapping up. I don't know what. Uh, never mind. I just had a stroke. Uh, the Yo, Patriots. Chill, chill. Patriots are cur- currently winning uh, <laughs> nine to three, uh, at half. Yo, I really hope the Patriots cover this fucking spread. We will see. Um, anyway, that is our show. Uh, Imp, where can they find you? I am PY718 on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> you already know? You already know. You already know. Yeah. Do they not know? I don't think they know, but now they know. Now they know. <laughs> and if you don't know, now knew. you know. That's the, that's that's the, last, that's that's the last word I can say. Okay. Tim, where can they find you? <laughs> At Tim Patrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real frisky. Um, for anything yearly fantasy, BrotoFantasy.com and the Broto Fantasy Podcast. BrotoFantasy.com, but only if you like winning. <laughs> Tim, you must not like winning, man. What are you talking about? I gave you that slang, that D this no, week. You know what? Listen. Victory Tuesday? Nah, I'm going to be up on Victory Tuesday. Nah, you are going to be up on Victory Tuesday. Let's go! I'm going to use you as an example because in one of my leagues, I put up like 105 and I won. And in this league, I put up like 150 and I yeah. lost. And I'm just like, yo, sometimes this shit happens. What are you going to do about it? Watch the waiver wave. <laughs> at Endovito27 on Twitter and the gram. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Joe Santagato. Go follow the show at Veterans Minimum uh, on Twitter and on Instagram, Veterans underscore Minimum. And that is all. We'll see you next time. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.